0: Make America great again. Welcome to
1: Un-Uninformed. I'm Sean Seavey.
0: And I'm Donald J. Trump.
1: Each week, Ununinformed uninformed helps you in being connected to the world around you.
0: So you don't feel so dumb around your smart friends.
1: If you haven't figured out already, this week's guest is President Donald J. Trump. The old-fashioned way of the president giving his thoughts is through a press conference. Sure, Trump uses these. You know, he has his press secretary, Sean Spicer. But really, the best way to get into President Trump's mind these days is, well, well, you all know this, it's, it's Twitter. We're going to help you get caught up on what's going on in the U.S. through Trump's tweets. So So here's a plan. President Trump, you'll read the tweets, and I'll give some background on those tweets.
0: My pleasure.
1: Now, before we get into all these tweet stories, I want to talk about a company that actually makes money off of Trump's tweets. The company's called T3. They've created a a bot, which is like a computerized algorithm that analyzes what Trump is saying on Twitter. It decides if it's a publicly traded company, and then it does a quote-unquote sentiment analysis. So it checks if it's a positive or a negative tweet. Then in less than a second, it short sells the stock. It's called the Trump and Dump bot. So here's their commercial meet the trump and dump automated trading platform trump and dump is a bot powered by a complex algorithm that helps us short stocks ahead of the market here's how every time he tweets the bot analyzes the tweet to see if a publicly traded company is mentioned then the algorithm runs an instant sentiment analysis of the tweet in less than 20 milliseconds it figures positive or negative. A negative tweet triggers the bot to short the stock. Like earlier this month, his Toyota tweet immediately tanked the stock, but the Trump and Dump bot was out ahead of the market. It shorted the second after his tweet. As the stock tanked, we closed our short and we made a profit. Huge profit. So yeah, they short sell stocks that drop really low and then raise back up. It's a way to make a lot of money. So so it's kind of cool. The bot analyzes if the tweet is positive or negative. But do we really need a complicated algorithm to pull this up? I mean, aren't all of Trump's tweets negative? Not funny. You know, I mean, not true. OK, 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 Mr. President. So so let's. Let, OK, let's start with something positive. How, how about. Uh, yeah. How about your uh, tweet uh, about the Super Bowl?
0: What an amazing comeback and win by the Patriots. Tom Brady, Bob Kraft, and Coach B are total winners. Wow.
1: So that, that tweet, of course, was on uh, Super Bowl night, uh, February 5th. So, so Trump actually told Bill O'Reilly, um, confirmed that, yeah, he is friends with Tom Brady and uh, Patriots owner uh, Bob Kraft. Uh, by the way, Vladimir Putin actually has a Super Bowl ring from... Bob Kraft, the owner of the Patriots. And th- this is not fake news. This is for reals. Um, so so let me uh, give you some of the details here. In 2005, Bob Kraft was in Russia and he decided to show Putin his $25,000 super, super Bowl ring. He told everyone that uh, he gave the ring as a gift, but here's the real story. He, this is what he said. I took the ring out and showed it to Putin And he put it on, and he goes, I can kill someone with this ring. I put my hand out, and he put it in his pocket. And three KGB guys got around him and walked out. So, of course, uh, Kraft wanted this back. He had had a call with somebody in the White House, and this is what they said. It would really be in the best interest of the U.S.-Soviet relations if you meant to give the ring as a present. And so Kraft said, I really didn't want to. I had an emotional tie to this ring. It has my name on it. I don't want to see it on eBay. So he told this to the White House person on the phone. Um, There was a pause on the other end of the line, and the voice repeated, it would really be in the best interest if you meant to give the ring as a present. So Kraft decided to um, give in, and as a real patriot, he uh, put out a press statement that this ring was in fact a gift to The president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. And it's only recently that he's told the real story here. (laughs) Kind of crazy, huh? So so Trump, your uh, bro Vlad Putin uh, has a Super Bowl ring.
0: I don't know Vladimir Putin. Have no deals with Russia. And the haters are going crazy. Yeah, Obama can make a deal with Iran. Number one in terror. No problem.
1: Yeah, and that was a tweet from uh, February 7th. And, uh, and so, so Trump's talking about how Obama implemented the Iran nuclear deal, which came up in the news recently because uh, Iran actually launched some ballistic missiles. And a lot of people are saying this has been interpreted as a taunt to the Western world.
0: Iran is playing with fire. They don't appreciate how kind President Obama was to them, not me.
1: And that was on a tweet on February 3rd. So Trump's out to reverse this nuclear deal, and maybe we could cover this later. But but speaking of nuclear stuff, uh, Trump recently said to Congress, we're going nuclear. Now, now this is not to be confused with what Hillary said um, right before the first presidential, presidential debate. Um, on Twitter, she said, a man who can be provoked by a tweet should not have his hands... Anywhere near the nuclear codes. Hashtag debate night. Yeah, and that was back in September 2026. 20, nasty woman. Um, back in 2016, that was the first debate.
0: Nasty woman.
1: Nasty woman, eh? I mean, uh now, now Trump said nasty woman in one of the presidential debates, and it became a huge hashtag on Twitter. It blew up. Um, it started out negative, but then it kind of became uh spunky. like A lot of the women responded by making it pretty hip. Um, they owned it. Um, for example, um, the person we interviewed uh, who did the women's March, uh, Meredith Duncan, she actually had on a, a nasty woman t-shirt. So, yeah, and these women are saying, I'm proud to be a nasty woman." So back to uh, the Trump quote, you know, we're going nuclear. it's 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 not about nukes, but it's it's about Trump's newly appointed Supreme Court Justice Neil Gorsuch. Um, so President Trump, uh, tell us about that.
0: Hope you like my nomination of Judge Neil Gorsuch for the United States Supreme Court. He is a good and brilliant man, respected by all.
1: So let's let's talk a little bit about Neil Gorsuch. So, yeah, he is right leaning. But, but like like uh, Trump said, um, he, he's respected by all. Um, I think he's quite agreeable on both sides not in congress we'll talk about that in a second so neil gorsuch was once a clerk for justice uh anthony kennedy who's currently on the the supreme court and and a lot of people have considered that kennedy is not really right or left-leaning um and he's been kind of the deciding vote on a lot of big issues and so he worked for anthony kennedy um and that's kind of one of his claims to fame. Um, that's one of his biggest resume thing. He, is an he, he has an excellent resume when it comes to um, the university he's gone to, um, his education. Um, he's considered a quote-unquote originalist. And, um, you know, Trump said he wanted a good replacement for the late Antonin Scalia, who was also originalist. And originalist just means um, they interpret the Constitution um, how they believe the forefathers created it. Um, and, uh, you know, he claims he'll keep his opinion out of it and try to just go back. He'll go back to what is the actual constitution supposed to say originally. So, so this gives us, uh, nine Supreme court justices once he gets, uh, confirmed. And, uh, that's a whole issue in and of itself. And, and, uh, ever since we've been, uh, stuck without a ninth Supreme court judge, there's been a lot of four, four decisions where four voted for it, four, four voted against it. And so, yeah, there's been a lot of stalemates we really like when there's an odd number in the court. Um, It's kind of designed to be that way. So what is it going to take for Neil Gorsuch to be confirmed by the Senate? Well, um, I think all the Republicans love him. Um, I think normally Democrats would be, but they're a little bitter because President Obama uh, nominated Merrick Garland um, just last year to be a Supreme Court justice that got totally rejected by the conservative uh, dominated Senate. And so they didn't even consider him, um, even though some people believed he was just a centrist, you know, right down the middle. Um, but basically, they just said, we'll wait for the new president to do this. The Democrats aren't happy that they didn't get what they wanted with that. And a lot of them are out to block anything that President Trump puts out there. So the Senate needs 60 votes to confirm Neil Gorsuch. That, that means that that, that means that Democrats can actually block this guy. But, 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 here's where going nuclear comes in. The nuclear option means that Senate actually changes the rules so they don't need the 60-vote threshold. Apparently, this is one of those categories where they can kind of make the rules. And since they have a, a majority, they could pull this off. So this is going nuclear. So this could come back to haunt the conservatives if we have... Um, something like this happening again, where the Senate, you know, in the future is dominated by Democrats. Um, then they'll, you know, they might regret making that decision. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. So President Trump picked Neil Gorsuch. Is is Gorsuch uh, a big Trump fan? Is he going to do whatever Trump says? Well, it looks like no. Um, I don't think he's going to be his puppet. Uh, he's already spoken against Trump. Um, and it was to do with the immigration ban um, that was uh, knocked down just last week. Um, let's talk about that a little bit. so so we covered this in last week's podcast, but just over a week ago, there's an executive order that barred seven Middle Eastern countries from coming into the us so so Trump basically took it upon himself to to bar these these seven countries from coming in and it caused uh, a lot of issues. Um, and wait, uh, wait, a, wait a minute. A, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say. Go ahead and uh, President Trump.
0: When a country is no longer able to say who can and who cannot come in and out, especially for reasons of safety and security, big trouble.
1: And that was a tweet on February fourth. So this executive order had a lot of issues. It, Trump didn't consult with the State Department on this. He didn't consult. Uh, well, he didn't really consult anybody. Hold on. on. This. Hold on. But oh. Yeah 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 yeah.
0: If the ban were announced with one week notice, the bad would rush into our country during that week. A lot of bad dudes out there.
1: And that was on the 30th of January where he tweeted that. Um he said a lot of bad dudes. Um I was looking on Twitter and uh, a lot of the responses to this had a um an old uh 80s NES video game video game called Bad Dudes. Um anyway, people had a lot of fun with that. Um fun choice of words uh anyway we we covered so we covered the travel ban last week but it has since been overturned it was overturned by a judge in washington state
0: just cannot believe a judge would put our country in such peril if something happens blame him and court system people pouring in bad
1: yeah real bad my turn Um, oh you got something else to say
0: my turn the opinion of this so-called judge, which essentially takes law enforcement away from our country, is ridiculous and will be overturned.
1: So, so that's what Trump said on February 4th. Um, Long story short, it, he said it would be overturned. Well, it was just last week. So this started from a federal court judge in, in Washington state. Then it went to the next level to a court of appeals. Three federal Supreme Court judges in California unanimously threw down this travel ban. And what do you have to say about this, Mr. President? Caps lock on.
0: See you in court. The security of our nation is at stake.
1: And that was a tweet on the 9th of February. So, back to what we were talking about before. This is where Neil Gorsuch comes back into the conversation. So recently, Neil Gorsuch, in a meeting with uh, Connecticut Senator uh, Richard Blumenthal, um, he talked to him he talked to Blumenthal of how he felt that uh, Trump's treatment of federal judges, you know, in these tweets that we just heard, um were were disheartening. So Blumenthal said, in in their private meeting, he said, He certainly expressed to me that he is disheartened by the demoralizing and abhorrent comments made by President Trump about the judiciary. He kind of said, you diss one guy in a robe, you diss all of us in a robe. So this is a pretty clear sign that Gorsuch, although he's known to be right-leaning, is pretty independent of Donald Trump and certainly won't act as his puppet. Um, uh, So maybe Trump fans are not too happy about that. But but isn't this what we want in America, like three different branches of government, checks and balances? So the, the travel ban um, being thrown in the trash by three judges last week, um, for me, I, I thought it was really important. Um, you know, whether you're a Trump fan or not, um, I think it's important that we see that our government is functioning, um, that, uh, you know, that Trump doesn't get everything he wants. So, so this court decision gave me confidence in the structure of the U.S. government. I mean, that the president, although he may be the most powerful, you know, single individual in the U.S. government, he doesn't have ultimate power. Um, and so I, this really strengthened my faith in the structure of our government. So, so whether you're a Trump fan or not, I think, think there's a, a lot of takeaways here. So, so for those of you listening who are not Trump fans, there's plenty to be proud of in America right now. Um, you can be proud of your government. Even if you despise President Trump, he's not our king, he's our president. And it, if you're feeling you know, less patriotic uh, from Trump's executive order and recent things, feel patriotic in our judicial court system um, that pretty much threw the hammer down to the extreme last week. Yeah, and so, oh, Trump, it, it, it looks like you've got something to say.
0: Yes. Make America great again.
1: And that tweet happened on February 4th. I know when I said it. Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Everyone knew when I said it. Yeah, well, yeah, I know, I know. Well, th- um, th- then well, why I mean, do you
0: always have to say the date of my tweets?
1: I mean, it seems kind of redundant, but you, you see, as a podcast, I have to, to cite my sources because, well, because otherwise it's like straight up uh, plagiarism. I mean, <laughs> I think Melania Trump can tell us a lot about that, <laughs> you know? You, Not you know. funny. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Not funny. Okay, for for those of you out of the loop, I'm, for those of you out of the loop, I'm referring to Melania's speech at the Republican National Convention last year, um, when it was later discovered that huge portions of her speech were taken out of uh, Michelle Obama's speech um, months earlier. So pretty much it was, and it was pretty much word for word chunks no of no of way, no way, speech. Not true. Oh no 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 no. No no no. Sorry, news. sorry, Mr. President. Fake no, no. News. I mean it, it 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 actually no, it really actually was a good speech. I I really enjoyed the speech. Well,
0: my wife my wife is wonderful. My wife is fantastic. Oh no, she, oh no. She, I I was talking about always,
1: uh, Michelle Obama's speech. <laughs> uh, anyway, <laughs> anyway, we're out of time, Mr. President, and uh, any last thoughts?
0: Constant phony reporting from failing, un- uninformed podcasts turns everyone off. The American people get it.
1: So th- that tweet actually was about a CNN, not about un- uninformed podcasts. But, but I'd be pretty honored to actually be featured in one of Trump's tweets, uh, even if it was flagged by the Trump and dump bot as uh, being negative. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind the publicity. Thanks for listening. If you liked having Donald Trump on the show, please let us know. If you didn't like Donald Trump on the show, or if you didn't, uh, if you thought it was awkward or weird, uh, you know, send, put in a, an emoji that expresses your, you know, your thoughts um, on our Facebook page. Our music is provided with permission by Diddy Dumbo. I'm Sean Seavey, and this is Uninformed. Thanks, everybody.